0: vip access vip access my name is aniko and i'm sitting here with a super celebrity this is gospel on the beat from nigeria you probably had um, a lot of songs he's produced you might have not known that he was the man behind the name gospel on the beat but today we're here back at my producer series we're talking about him as a music producer and also as an artist because his album flax is out and you can tune in and listen to the songs on all digital platforms how are you gospel
1: I'm great, I'm great, Aniko. Nice to meet you again.
0: Nice to meet you too.
1: Yeah, the last time we saw was in Nigeria. Yeah, I
0: was huh? At your house, I was at his house, yeah. and people, I was treated like a queen.
1: <laughs> that you are, a queen that you are. I hope you had a nice time in Nigeria. I
0: had a great time. Thank you so much. Welcome to Kenya. Welcome to Nairobi. You're here in promotion of your new album, Flax. How is it going? Um, how is it like coming back to another country with a, an album that is yours?
1: Well, it's been a very wonderful one. It's been amazing. It's been an exciting, you know, journey and uh, moment for me. And uh, I call Kenya my second home, you know, and uh, this is actually my fifth time. And it's been amazing, you know, uh, media tour. Uh, the hospitality you know from Kenyan uh, people you know it's just everybody's just happy you know uh, you guys you look like you don't have problems or you know but but I mean i, I I'm enjoying it so far
0: so before we get into your album, I just want to congratulate you for the work you do as a music producer. You know, you've worked with several, um, A-list artists. You have artists you've signed, um, to your, um, stable. You've also produced for Coke studio, Africa among many Pan African projects. What would you say makes a good producer? And what, what would you say made you who you are as a music producer?
1: For me, it's just, uh, being able to push boundaries, you know, and, uh, Think outside the box, you know. Because I would say there's no box, you know. So just uh, be being able to uh, to evolve, innovate, creative, you know. Uh, try new stuff, experiment, you know. Never being afraid to try something new, new sound, you know. And especially when it comes to being consistent, you know. And uh, I would not say go with the trend. But you need to understand what the trend is, mm-hmm. then you now add your uniqueness to it and look at where it's supposed to be and then become like a pace setter. you know. So uh, I would say what has worked for me is just consistent and constantly improving and developing myself, uh, being teachable, getting inspired from the smallest thing, you know, and not uh, underrating any opportunity or platform to be able to express and do what I know how to do best.
0: Because there are such high expectations when someone hears gospel on the beats, just the name before they even hear the the beats or the song, do you ever feel the pressure to always deliver or are you ever afraid that I I love this song and people might not love it or it might not be a hit?
1: I'm trying not to sound in a very, very pompous way.
0: (laughs) No pressure.
1: (laughs) But you see, maybe a few years ago, yes, because uh, at that point you you I'm not really sure or confident about what I do, you know, what I was doing then. But right now, if I'm to answer this question right now, I would say, <laughs> you know, I, I would say I've always looked forward to a time like this, you know, where any time you just get on that system as a producer, any time I get on the system as a producer, I'm very sure of what I'm doing, you know, so whether my name is on it or not, you know, most times I don't like to be predictable, you know, I, I want you to just listen to great song and not even know that i'm the one so sometimes i get really excited when people go like that doesn't sound like you but it's a dope jam but you know just because my name was on it you know so I, i like it comes in both ways so no pressure at all like whether the name is there whether it's not there i know what people expect of me generally you know and i know what i expect of myself as well so I just try to always beat my own standard and I'm not in competition with anybody I'm just in competition with my own self and my standard to constantly become a better version of myself production wise
0: VIP access on Africa Loud. And the other thing I love about you is you also have a passion to show how you make the beats and uh, very few music producers in Africa are doing that but if uh, I go to YouTube I always find that you put like some tutorial of how you came up with the sound. Aren't you afraid that someone is going to like see what your Pressing and then they're going to do the same thing or where did this idea of sharing come from?
1: Okay, well, uh, I come from a school of thought that uh, you, you learn more when you teach. I feel like when you hold back everything, you know, then there won't be space for any to come in. Like a closed hand can't even accept anything. But when you open your hands and you give freely, it opens you up to even more you know, then it's just like saying a channel through which water flows never runs dry. I don't know if you get my point. So if knowledge flows through me to other people, then it just puts me... Uh, in that position where I constantly have to develop and improve myself so that I can have more to share with other people. Then I it also comes from an understanding of finding my purpose. You know, my purpose is to also help other people discover theirs and help them become better versions of the of themselves. You know, so understanding that then I have to freely share with you know people and help them achieve greatness and it's always a privilege to do that.
0: So I think it's one thing to be a music producer And an artist, and it's another thing to be a music producer and artist, and you know, want to go beyond just being a producer and producing your own record or producing an entire album and you know finding artists to collaborate with so you worked on this project for a long time you know the flux project the flux album which is already out and um, it's really representative of the type of producer you are because we can see different artists from across the continent who you collaborated with so if you could just maybe take us through the whole process of flux you know when did you come up with the idea and decided like, I'm going to have an album, this is how it's going to be and this is what I want to achieve and are you happy with um, the album?
1: Uh, I would say yes, I'm very happy with the album and uh, because uh, I worked really hard on it, you know, I felt, I, I cannot categorically say I give my best because I always feel like the best is here to come, you know, but I always I, put in really hard work, you know, at that point, Working on it, and you know, like growing up as a young, uh, as a young boy, things you have on your bucket list, you know, and you just say, "Oh, I want to achieve this, I want to achieve this." And so, uh, coming out with my own uh, body of work has always been among, you know, the things I wanted to achieve, you know. And for me, no pressure. It was more or less like I had a vision that to put out my first album, I wanted it to be a pan-African album. Mm you know and i didn't know how it was going to happen because i know when you say pan africa it just means that the artists featured on it at least every african region has to be represented on the album and you know it's kind of interesting because when you set goals like that the universe and god also just orchestrates you know opportunities and platforms to help you achieve so i've always had the mind to you know put out a pan african album then Coke Studio called me two years ago to be part of Coke Studio. And Coke Studio is also a Pan African project, as well, you know. So I said, Oh, great. When I came for Coke Studio two years ago, and I met you know a couple of uh, you know other artists, and it kind of just helped me realize that okay, this vision of mine you know can be accomplished, and I took advantage of all the opportunities you know that I found. So beyond Coke Studio, randomly I would you know uh, find myself in the same space with certain great artists, and I would take advantage of it you know and do it. So uh, but then officially as I started recording three years ago. Yeah, before I came to Coach Studio, I recorded a few songs in my head. I'm like, okay, I want to start working on my album project. No pressure. These artists, I'm going to be reaching out to them. They're very busy. They have their own schedules and timelines of their project. So I'm not going to put anybody under pressure to say, yo, I've just sent you a beat. Send me the vocals tomorrow. No, I had to be patient with some of them. Some of them we started off and they had to finish up months later, you know, so... I was under the form of pressure. And I didn't give myself a timeline to say, at So So So, yeah, I want to put out the album the most important thing is to start Mm -hmm. you know so and I started so three years down the line here we are sitting and talking about the album so
0: this this is VIP access this this is VIP access in the album um Flax I really love the East African collaborations and I think that the best and maybe I'm biased because I'm from East Africa and Kenya you know like my favorite song in the album I think is ready night boy and and when And uh, when the song came out, there's some people who are even asking um, who's Wendy because Naiboy is super huge. But why did you decide to put those two in a track? Because I think it was a really big deal for Wendy because she's been fast rising and having to collaborate with an A-lister like Naiboy was thanks to you.
1: Uh, Okay, I would say the celebrity you see today was once an upcoming artist. You know, so everybody needs an opportunity, and everybody needs a platform to be heard. Even uh, myself, when I was coming up, I needed a platform, and I got lots of platforms. So I just kind of felt like my calling is to help, you know, young artists. Fast and rising artists, you know, uh, get on platforms that they could be heard, especially the good ones, ones that have really worked their craft and they are in a position where you know. I know that saying that says when preparation meets opportunity, success. You know, so I was at Coke Studio, and working with different celebrities, and here was this lady that was uh, backing up, so she was doing um, background vocals, you know, just singing as a backup singer. And for some reason, I just felt like there's something special about her voice, you know. And uh, it wasn't a big deal to approach her and say, Hi, I'm working on my album. I would like to feature you on it. At first, she thought I was joking, like she couldn't believe me. And I said, yeah, I'm serious, you know. So we got into the studio and uh, I made the beats from scratch in her presence and i explained to her how i wanted the song to come out you know how what direction i wanted her to write and how you know i wanted her to record her vocals and she did you know exactly how you know we planned to record it then as soon as we we're done uh the following day i met night boy you know our cook studio and i said yo bro there's a track i need you to listen mm. so he listened to it and he was like yo this track is fire and he said, "Oh, who's the artist?" I'm like, the the the, the backup singer. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, "Yo, you mean she did it?" Yeah, yeah. So I just said, "Bro, you know what? I'll need you to bless this song with a verse, you know, and I would like to have it on my album." And he said, "Sure," that he would do it. And that was how we recorded same day. You know, um, as soon as he heard it, we he recorded. And that was how we recorded the song
0: to make it sound so easy, so um the other collaborations there's Southie and files, there's some and skills yeah. there's um victorian are we gonna see music videos from these other collabs?
1: most definitely, most definitely we're working uh currently we're working on the video with Southie and files, you know, and uh skills and Ravan which is in the works then uh, the one with Ricardo Banks and Victoria Kimani is well. I'm so excited that you know all the East African artists featured on the album you know and uh, they, we have plans to shoot the videos you know yeah so uh, we're we're working on it
0: your other um, side which not everybody knows is your a businessman, an all-rounded businessman. Um, you're the founder of the Alternate Band, um, which is Africa's uh, biggest live-performing band. You know, Alternate perform with the likes of Tiwa Savage, you know, One Africa Fest, And uh, you guys have formed a very close unit where you uh, live and work together, where you rehearse all day long where you post your stuff on YouTube. And recently I saw your stuff being posted on a WhatsApp group, like an artist WhatsApp group in Kenya. And the people were asking on the group, do you guys know this this cool band from Nigeria which does good mashups and I'll show you that. But it's just like um, people are getting to know you beyond maybe a performance, you know, because of how you're packaging your content and putting it online. So, tell me about the story of um, the alternate sound, the band members, you know, where did this idea come from? Uh,
1: Okay. You know, like, uh, I started off as a musician, you know, uh, from my parents' church. So, I've always had that uh, music background where I, I used to play in church, you know. So, when I became a music producer, I did not leave that aspect of playing i was still playing in church you know and um, music is what i love to do so you know that statement that goes uh do not complain about what you can fix mm-hmm. you know that that talks about value it speaks about value it speaks about identifying a problem and creating a solution mm-hmm. you know so i'm i'm a big believer of creating value i do not chase money I feel money will only chase you when you create value, you know. So I decided, have been successful as a producer, what other, you know, uh, aspects of music production or the music industry can I now venture into, you know? And I then realized that, okay, it will be easier to venture into the live performance sector because I'm a musician and I can play the instruments. I said, okay, fine. When I looked at the live band, you know, music industry, if I put it that way, I I found out, you know, a lot of bands, you know, doing stuff and doing amazing stuff. Big shout out to all the bands, by the way. But then I said, if I start my own band and do the same thing, Mm -hmm. then it it will not make sense. Mm -hmm. Do you guess? I said, okay, what is lacking? in this whole live performance industry or performing industry, and how can I create value and provide solutions to a very, very uh, important problem? Mm -hmm. So then I realized that... I I think I'm about to share my secret. Well, let me just say it. (laughs) So I realized that that, uh, when a technology-driven age and a lot of musicians, you know, a lot of bands have like, say, eight to ten-man band, like instrumentalist playing, you know, if you want to really achieve that very full, you know, sound. But then I said, you know what? Why not start up a band that can cut down the number of band members to four and just make it like a live band DJ? So where we, if an artist works with us, you don't need a DJ because we can DJ and play live at the same time. And that was it. So finding the guys, we've always been playing together in the same church for eight years. But we didn't know that at some point we were going to become alternate sound. So when I got the idea of starting a, a live band DJ, and now looked at my friends and instrumentalists at that point that I was cool with, and I said, you know what? I've been playing with these guys for a long time in church. We've already formed that bond and, you know, um, uh, we've discovered our sound. Why not just make it more professional and official and just take it out to mainstream? And I approached, you know, the other three guys and I said, you know what? This is my idea. This is what I want us to do. Let's try it and see how it goes. And they came on board and then we started venturing into, you know, doing our mashups and um, creating live band experience where you book us for an event and we we dj and we play live at the same time we rehearse with artists we function as official bands for events where a promoter books us to play for all the artists so it helps the promoter save costs because you don't have to fly all the artists with their bands you know so what you do is you book us and we rehearse with all the artists and play it Even more than what they expect you know (laughs) you know so for us it was just about uh uh, the need to just create value and be able to just uh cover the niche for ourselves in that whole live band industry so that was what gave birth to autonomy sound
0: vip access vip access so which other band is even coming close to you guys
1: the uh, truth about it is is that there are a lot of bands doing really good and doing really well but you see for us I used to tell people Alternate Sound is more than just a band Alternate Sound is actually a record label for bands we're just the pioneers and the first set so in a couple of years we'll start signing other bands Yes, so so that at the point when you just hear Alternate Sound you think of different groups different bands signed on and out and they sound, you know, just doing the same thing that we do.
0: So, um, I wanted to ask you about the Play Kenyan music campaign because this is something Kenyans have been talking about I mean, for a long time, but I would say that the conversation was beefed up this year. Um, as um, dope music producer and someone who's worked with artists from across Africa. Now, what's your opinion of East African music? What's your opinion of Kenyan um, artists and their music? Um, There seems to be a problem when it comes to promoting ourselves or um, appreciating ourselves. And there seems to be a problem sometimes um, where artists here feel like maybe we're not good enough. And sometimes um, you need even an outsider to, t- to to accept you or to tell you it's fine. Or sometimes you need to get out and go out there and and just experience other things and, and understand that, oh, I'm different and they're different. So I would like to know what you think from your perspective.
1: <laughs> You're actually putting me on the hot seats now. <laughs> okay, well, I, I heard about the campaign, uh, the play can music campaign. And personally, this is my personal opinion, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad campaign. I do not think it's a bad campaign because if Kenyans don't play Kenyan music, who will play Kenyan music? Okay. They say charity begins at home. Do you get so? Uh, the reason, I think the reason why the world is beginning to accept Nigerian music is because we as Nigerians love our music.
0: Mm.
1: So it's the way we treat our own that will now, you know, uh, make other people see that way. I don't know if you understand. So if you come to my house, and you see me disrespecting maybe one of my staff right i i will not expect you to respect the person mm-hmm. i don't know if you get because you almost just uh in your mind yeah. you would disrespect the person because that's what i'm doing yeah. but if you come to my house even if you don't know the person but you see how i Really value and respect the person in your head, you feel like this person is very important. I don't know what person is, but the fact that gospel is treating this person is what I think this person is very important. It's the same way. So, when I come to Kenya, and I, I if I see how Kenyans you know are really respecting their artists, supporting them, promoting them, it will also help me feel like you know what. What is it about this Kayan? Let me even research. Let me, you know, do that kind of thing. So my point is, it starts, Charity Begins at Home. So I, I greatly support support that. It shouldn't be out of oh, saying oh whether the Kayan artists or producers are good enough or not good enough. The truth about it is that there's always room for improvement. No matter where you are, there's always room for improvement. So, and do you know when you appreciate a child, the child seems to do better and do more but when you keep castigating a child and talking down on the child you kill the child's self-esteem morale you know so i believe regardless of if they if the artists or producers are doing well or not it starts with encouraging them supporting that i think that's the worst. and i think the media has a lot of role to play when it comes to that because an artist will not promote his own song in his house I don't know if you get my point. He will record in the studio. It has to be out there. Yeah. So if the artist brings the song to you, it's not left for you to say, okay, put the song out there dig mm-hmm. it. And another way I think, you know, uh, it, we can bring people's mind into uh, developing themselves and their craft mm-hmm. is there has to be a standard. So, so somebody like you, for instance, sits in that position where you can... Help a lot of these people grow. How if they know that? Oh, if I take myself to uh, Aniko PR, she's going to, you know, uh, make help my song, you know, get out there. Mm-hmm. But then Aniko is saying, "Here are the conditions. Mm-hmm. You need to be able. To, your song needs to be able to get up to this standard, meet up to this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, production value, this quality, and all of that." Unconsciously, you realize that they know you can promote them but then you have certain expectation of them in terms of quality then they will sit up you know so i think it is responsibility lies on both you know people like you which is the industry stakeholders and also the artists and producers themselves then anybody that refuses to sit up then it's nobody's fault because even in nigeria there are certain people that are not you know being heard and they've been doing it for a long time You know, so everything boils down to quality and value. Then I was going to also say, you know, I remember before this interview, we're talking about orientation and enlightenment. I was saying that, you know, people like you should just have, like, platform. You told me that you have, you know, Platforms where you do like seminars, entertainment, seminars, because it never stops. You, it's. I think it's a fight and a campaign that should not end. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not just a one week oh, hashtag play Kenya music. It should be a campaign that continues till you see the results. Mm-hmm. That's how I think you know uh, 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 change happens. You don't just talk about it one week, one month, and it trends and it dies. No, you have to till you see the change.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am with you. And I wanted to ask you, as an artist who's all-rounded in terms of your art, craft, and the business, between being a music producer, you know, being an artist, like having your songs out, your album out, and also being a perform, a performer, a live performer, where is the money? You know, where do you make more money?
1: It depends.
0: (laughs) There's too much money, yo. <laughs> Ooh, <like laughs> but but I'm asking I'm asking for, for the artists especially like from East Africa or even mm-hmm. Kenya because the artists always are like how am I going to get paid like who's going to pay me and sometimes even the producers are like I produce you and your a song becomes big and I end up not getting any money okay. so, it, so it's like everybody in the industry wants to know how can I get paid for what I'm doing and is it possible to get paid?
1: It's very possible to get paid. Are producers getting paid around the world? Yes, they're getting paid around paid around the world. Now, is the money enough? It might not be enough compared to, you know, the effort that the producers put in. Mm-hmm. But then... The truth about that there are different uh, revenue streams, you know, as a producer. Now, the common one that uh, a lot of us know and a lot of people know is the production fee. Mm-hmm. You know, where you can meet a producer and say, oh, how much are you going to take to produce my song? You negotiate and you pay, and that is it. Now, there's another stream that is also known as publishing, mm-hmm. you know, where you're registered with a publishing company and you get all your royalties sorted out, you know, so I think producers need to understand and find where the money is because you cannot, if you don't research, you, you won't, and you cannot blame anybody for your ignorance or for what you don't know, you know, so you have to constantly research and say, how am I going to make money? Like I said, the popular one is production fee. Then the question is what determines how much I charge as a producer in terms of my production fee? You can place whatever you want to place on yourself in terms of your price. Yeah. But understand that, like I said, do not chase money. Mm-hmm. Chase value, the money will come. Mm-hmm. So the question now is, why should an artist come to me for a production? Are they coming to me because I have a fine face? Or are they coming to me because I look good? Or are they coming to me because they know that I can produce a hit song for them? so a producer how do you give an artist that value now number one as a producer you need to be able to to go from being a beatmaker to being a producer these are two different things as a beatmaker the value you you render is very limited but as a producer you bring more to the table that can help you get paid more Mm -hmm. and I can break it down if you want
0: hey I'm going to school this is a master (laughs) class
1: So now, breaking it down as a beatmaker, difference between beatmaker and a producer. A beatmaker puts the beats together, puts the elements. And if you have a laptop or your uh, computer system and a soft production software, you can make a beat. Even you, if I show you a few things in less than a week, you can put a beat together and send to Salisu. <laughs> VIP access.
0: VIP access with Aniko and. A- VIP access. VIP access. I feel like you have already um, left a legacy. Not that you've gone anywhere, but it's just like, well, what what would you like your legacy to be? It's it's, your your career is one of those that I look at and I'm like, okay, you've achieved a lot at. at a, at, a, at a young age, I mean, even some old can be some type of young, you know. It's like when you're, when you're two years old, you're older than when you're two months. So I think you're still young in the industry, but you've done a lot. So what else is there to do?
1: There's a whole lot to do. Trust me, I've not even started. <laughs> <laughs> because my own vision... Scare me most times, like most times when I look at where, yeah, and that's why some people used to ask me, I don't look like my name, I don't look like the hit songs. You know why? Because they expect me to come into the room with lots of chains, yeah. with bodyguards, you know. I mean, in Kenya, everywhere I'm taking Uber, and I, I don't see it as anything, but I know how many producers and artists my level mm-hmm. that will not take Uber in Kenya or any other place. I don't know if you guys... So it's, if it's not the Mercedes or the Rolls Royce or, you know... Those are wonderful things, trust me. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying I like to live a very simple life because most times that's how I find my inspiration. If I, I want to interact with the street, interact with, you know... You know, so there are a whole lot I plan to do that I've not even achieved yet. So I don't think it's time for me to climb on any high horse. No, I, I, I'm still... I'm still at the foundational level. Yes. So that's why I just keep it low profile, still studying, working on myself, developing myself, you know, just so that I can be better prepared for that great thing that I believe, you know, is... That is very bigger than me that I'm looking at, <laughs> and don't, I mean I might not say it now, but a time uh, don't worry when the time comes you'll we'll be among the first people to know.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm so honored to always like just interact with you. Like if we're talking on WhatsApp, if we meet in another country, or you know when we're working together on this album, it's such an honor to work with somebody who's so thoughtful, you know, someone who's so innovative, someone who is so collaborative. So you you are the best type of artist and to work with, and it's such an honor to sit here with you, and I just want to um, say I wish you all the best, you know, we'll be here to keep promoting you and to do anything you want us to do for you, so I just pray um, that your vision, you know, comes to fruition. Anything you want to tell your fans who are watching?
1: Yeah, uh, I want to say big shout out to all of you, my fans, my friends, you know, thank you for supporting the brand Gospel on beat. Thank you for listening to my music and I want to say please keep supporting, keep streaming. If you've not listened to Flux the album, go get the album on all digital platforms. And I want to say follow me on all social media platforms as well uh twitter facebook instagram gospel on the beat g-o-s-p-e-l-o-n-d-e-b-e-a-t-z and please also follow my band alternate sound alternate we have got lots of projects coming out so check us out go to our youtube channel subscribe and watch lots of our videos that we keep expecting then of course uh flux factory music a record label not just for Nigerians, but for Africans. We've got big plans in the future, and of course, big shout out to Aniko. Thank you for always, you know, being there. I uh, I want to just say something Annie, to you, right? You know, <laughs> now I met Aniko, you know, via Coke Studio, and the truth about it is that she's worked with everybody, like big names internationally, Africa. Nigeria, just name different countries. But you see something? She's very committed to what she does. She does not discriminate. Thank you. If I let not talk, let me talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You know, for being who you are. To be honest, you know, because silently I've been, I I observe a lot, and I see you treat everybody the same way, even down to upcoming artists. You give them the same attention, the same professional services because. I don't know why you do it, but it's a great thing. Trust me, it's a great thing. Keep at it, you know, and keep supporting. And I know it might not be paying much, but trust me, you're passionate about it, but it will definitely happen someday.
0: Thank you so much. I just want to say thank you also to my team because it's, it's really hard to handle artists, and together with my team, you know we, we are, we're really trying to do the best we can, and we, we don't like to to be like, "Oh, you're an upcoming artist, you're a top artist." because we, we pride ourselves in representing stars, but it doesn't mean that because you just started your career, you're not a star. But when people see that, they're like, "I'm not gospel, I'm not a star." but the thing is, you are the, you are a star, you know, so we try to find this, the star in you. Thank you.
1: VIP Access, VIP access. The Nico on Africa Lab.